Does divorce mean I failed? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. Okay, that's a good question, Ashlyn. But like always, before we jump into the answer on that, um, let me read a review. So this review is our latest review. It's from So Grateful. And it says, I stumbled upon this podcast, searching for someone to validate what my marriage was going through. I learned what betrayal trauma was, and now we are uh, finally on the right path toward healing. Thank you for being so vulnerable and real. Knowing we are not alone has been life-saving. Amen to that. We need, well, amen to the, we need people. We need to know we're not alone, yes. not and I'm, and, and, and I'm so grateful that you um, let us know that we've been helpful, and I really appreciate that, and that helps us keep keep moving forward and doing what we're doing. So, Agreed. All right. So we're talking about a topic today that I know um, we've had lots of requests for. We've had Bea on our podcast before. She's on episode number 148. We've decided to divorce now what? Um, she's back here talking about divorce and kind of the, what it looks like after. Um, but no matter where you're at in your process, if you're here today for the first time or the hundredth time, I don't know. Uh, we do have a free resource for you because either way, whatever part of your journey you're in, you need help. You need somebody who can guide you through that. So we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. So head over there. Um, and it's one, the, the number, right? Yes. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> step one. Um, okay. And so Bea is here with us today. We've had her here before. Um, I love Bea. I got to meet Bea because she was in one of my women's groups and she came in, she was quiet. She didn't have a lot that she wanted to talk about very much like myself. Um, you know, things weren't so bad. Uh, and she quickly became someone who was willing to step into vulnerability and someone who was willing to really dig into her own work. And she's continued to do that even as she stepped into my next step is divorce. And she really was a beautiful example to me of how you can walk through those steps and, and not look at it as this failure, even though I'm sure, Bea, you've had those feelings, um, but to really look at this as this is just the next step in part of the healing process for us both. So we're excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm excited as well. Good. Thanks for being here, Bea. Um, can I ask you some questions? Just yeah, for sure. Kind of, Absolutely. Kind of dig a little bit and tell me, tell me if yeah. you don't want to answer some of these, that's fine. But okay. Um, so, so where are you from? I am from Eastern Europe. I'm from Hungary. From Hungary. What, what's some of the beliefs on like marriage and family in Hungary? Like what, what are some of the things you grew up with? Um, you know, that's interesting. I feel like 
the majority of the people actually don't get married um, there. Really? Um, unless they are like religious Christian people, then they do. But I feel like the generation now, the younger generation, they just live together. I feel like there are lots of um, failed marriages, end up divorce, you know. I am actually from a divorced family. Um, so I feel like people think, why should we get married? Because if we end up in a divorce, then it's easier. You know, we can just separate and then not deal with financial situations or, or, or anything, custody or anything. We can just be like, that's it, and then separate. So why get married in the first place if it's going to fail ultimately anyways? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. So you say most people don't get married unless they're Christian or religious. Um, you're religious, right? Yes. Christian, LDS, right? Yeah. Did that, uh, and, and, and when you got married, was that a big part of, of getting married? Having, having the religion be a part of that, the way you got married? Absolutely. Um, sometimes I actually think about what would happen if I wasn't a member of the church or if I wasn't religious, because my, my mom got divorced twice, actually. Um, I didn't know my father. They got divorced when I was one years old. And then she got divorced from my stepfather after 11 years of marriage. So sometimes I wonder if I even would have gotten married if I wasn't religious, if I wasn't a Christian, and if I didn't believe in marriage at all and family and unity in the marriage. Okay, so you're, you're going down this road perfectly because I've been setting <laughs> you up for this question, okay, Bea? Oh, and, <laughs> and I want you to navigate with me through this a little bit. So, okay, so despite your culture, um, with the religion... And with your beliefs, you decided to get married and, and, and go for it, so to speak. Um, and, and despite coming from a family where your mom was divorced, um, you decided to get married. So when you got married, it had to have been quite a commitment, um, quite a decision to say, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to go forward with this and I'm going to do this. Is that accurate? Yes, 100%. Okay. Does that set, did that set you up even more to say, oh my gosh, I didn't want to end up like my mom. Um, I don't want to, um, I don't, I don't want to defile the things that I believe and the covenants that I've made and I'm going to get divorced. Doesn't that, did that set up a lot of pressure for you to stay, stay in the marriage? Absolutely did. Um, I think as you know, we talked about this, I think in my previous episode and you guys, Ashlyn had talked about it. And you mentioned that at the beginning too, that um, the pressure, the, the being shamed that because your, your marriage failed and then you end up in a divorce, it was definitely a pressure on me because when I got married, both me and my ex-husband decided divorce is not on the table. It's not an option. It doesn't matter what happens. doesn't matter how things turn not out. Not going to happen. It's okay. never going to happen. That's not going to go on the table. And um, so when it did, when it did happen, I was, I was, I felt shamed. I felt like a failure that I did fail my, ch uh, excuse me. I did fail my children. I did fail my family. My family back home, they are not members of the church. So for me, it was a big deal to come out and say, you know, we are actually getting a divorce right after mm. I, I told them 
you know, years and years before that divorce is never going to happen in my life. Yeah. So you had to face all of those feelings. Go ahead, Ashlyn. I was just going to ask what shame, like what that narrative actually sounded like, if you can remember some of the, just so that our listeners can hear, we don't actually talk a ton about shame on the podcast, but when people start to hear it, um, examples, sometimes that clicks like a light bulb of, oh, I'm feeling that too. And maybe that's what's keeping me where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, do you remember some of those? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest one was that I couldn't save my marriage. I wasn't enough. Mm. And that I let my children down by, by letting their father go. And because they believe in the marriage as well, I felt like I just wasn't enough. I wasn't enough. And, and I was the reason why our marriage failed. And that shame was with me for, for a really good long time, actually. It's, it's hard to work through it, especially if you don't notice that that is shame. And right. you just tell yourself that it is all my fault. I didn't do enough. I, and, you know, the questions always came back like, oh, what if I did this? What if I did more? What if I, if I would have done this better or if I would have done that better? then we wouldn't be here. And it just always kept coming back and spiraling in my mind. And um, that was definitely shame, 100%. I, I mean, it just puts you in such a tough position in terms of like, if you're married to somebody with a sex addiction and they're not working a recovery, and yet you have all of these feelings of, of shame saying you should be strong enough to save this, you have feelings of guilt, um, feelings of guilt about your kids, feelings of guilt about your, your beliefs in God. And so like the right thing to do is to stay married, but is the right thing to do really to stay married? When, when you're married to a sex addict who's not progressing in their recovery, um, you know, is, is it really the noble right thing to do? And it puts you in a really tough position where if you go one way, there's horrible pain. If you go another way, there's debilitating shame. Um, and, and, and it just puts you in a really stuck position. Right, Bea? Is, is that how, you, how it felt? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I feel like the pressure, it doesn't matter what kind of religion you are in or practice. I feel like it's, it's always, you know, that especially here in Utah where we live, it's you're married, you, you married, you made the covenant, you made the promise. And that's not, you know, people even told me that it's not just you and your husband, it's God too, that you need to work with. And, and I was like, no, I am miserable. He is miserable. And, and I knew as much as it hurt and as much as I heartbroken I was, I knew that was the path. And I knew that I am going to get out of it um, whenever I can. But, but I, I, at one point I just had to put up that boundary when I felt like it doesn't matter what people tell me, it's about me and my children and my husband, ex-husband now, um, to make our life better. Right. My, my, my dad, I guess he was like fighting with my mom once or something. And he came across this book called divorce is not the answer. And so then he's given me that book and he's like, oh, it's the greatest book. You just realize like you don't get divorced. You don't get divorced. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just want to be clear. Um, you're stuck in, in that position, right? Um, I'm a big advocate for healthy divorce. Um, 
I'm a big advocate for healthy marriage as well. Um, but I think that divorce can be so critical in the healing process for some people. And um, I actually think staying married sometimes is the very unhealthy thing to do. Um, so my question for you, Bea, you're, you're, you're in this position where there's a lot of different feelings going on in every direction. How do you start to move out of that and move forward and, and progress um, beyond just staying trapped and stuck in that, in that marriage? You know, that's, that's a good question. Um, I remember the time when, because I believe in my power to be able to save my marriage. Um, you know, I went to therapy. I suggested couples therapy. I was with, with Ashlyn for a few months and then I went my, on my individual therapy. And I feel like until we actually went through the, the mediation and signed the papers and went through all the formal things, I didn't believe that it's gonna happen. I I hold on. I held on to the hope and thought, this is this is not the end, you know. Mm. And I think that kind of helped me to to take a step forward and say, okay, this is actually happening. Mm -hmm. um, this is out of my control, but mm -hmm. I'm going with it because I know this is the right thing to do. And and. And I feel like after that day, when we went through the mediation, which was one of the most horrible day of my life, probably, that's when I started taking steps towards, now what? How am I going to heal from this? Yeah. How am I going to, you know, I actually asked myself, how can I get through the shame? How can I work through the feeling of, I, I failed. I failed my marriage. I failed my children. It's all because of me, because I didn't do what I was supposed to. And those questions just haunted me for nights and nights and weeks because I felt like I was stuck in that. Mm. Um, Bea, I, I, I just appreciate you sharing this because I, I'm hearing in my current women's groups and groups I've had before of these, the similar feelings of the, the almost like I feel this betrayal of self if I stay and betrayal of self if I go. And that, like, how do I actually know? And to me, it's like, it's very shame-based, right? I stay because I'm filled with the shame of getting divorced, or I, I leave and I'm filled with shame of, I can't believe I've failed my marriage. So thank you for helping put words to help people yeah, understand. Of course. Um, and you know, I think the other thing is hard because when, when a marriage struggles with any kind of problems, you know, it can be addiction or affair or anything. Not everybody knows about it. Your church congregation don't know about it. Yeah. Your neighbors don't know about it. And then all of a sudden you come out and you say, oh, we are getting a divorce. And then it automatically gives you the shame of feeling because people are start thinking, what happened? Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh, we didn't know. We thought we, you guys are doing well. And then it's just, it's just automatic feeling of guilt that People don't know anything. They don't know a thing what happens between your walls of your home. And, and it's just, it is, it is guilt. It's guilt and shame in front of your neighbors and your family, unless they know what's going okay. on. So I remember seeing a quote um, I shared at one point that talked about, you know, when you have cancer and you have 
um, your spouse dies or something like that, people bring you meals, people care, people reach out to check in on you, make sure you're okay. But when you get divorced, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to help you. And, you know, do you have some tips since you brought that up for family, friends, neighbors, or, or even the person who is, okay, I've stepped into, I'm a single parent. Can I help people help me? Do you have things that you would have done different or things that were really great? I think um, the biggest thing that people can do for their friends or their family members who are going through divorce, what helped me a lot just the emotional support you know i i was capable of doing all the things i was capable of um cooking for my children or doing all the things but emotionally i was a wreck and um there were many people who were there just to give me a hug or give me their shoulders to cry on um sometimes they did not know what to say because there's really hard to know what to say you know you don't want to tell people oh you'll find somebody or oh things will be better or you oh you know this or that it's just being there giving a hug and knowing that they are they love you and that you love them and that you can support them in any way they because they need friends. They need friends. You feel so lonely when, when a divorce happened in your life and you don't want to do anything. And sometimes people, I feel like, you know, push, pull back and they don't share the things that can help other people to reach out. And I think for me, at least it helped me personally that I was open about it and I shared it with my friends and my, and my church group and my neighbors. So I, I opened it up, you know, not, of course, I didn't tell all the details, but I, I took it upon myself and I said, yeah, I'm a single mom. I am going through a divorce and it sucks and I am really not doing well right now. So people knew and they were there to help or give a hug or take me out on a walk or give me a bouquet of flowers or whatever, just to cheer up, cheer me up. I love that. It's like um, figuring out what you need. And then sharing what you need, which is, yeah. it, sh it shows kind of that process of as Bea is getting healthier and healthier, she can step into that rather than just pull back and isolate, which I'm sure there was some form of that, right? You're, you're sad yeah, and you're grieving, sure. but yeah. you also had a good support, which is good. I have a question. Um, if <laughs> a little different direction, but is there such thing as failure when a marriage ends? So I guess the what I mean by that is I, I've seen some people quit on their marriage pretty quickly um, I've seen also people when they get divorced um, both sides end up just bitter and angry and just cause problems for their kids and things like that um, you know is 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 failing an actual thing when it comes to to divorce um, I think, I think that it can be, I think that it, it, it's, it also can't be. I think sometimes when a marriage ends, it's actually the right thing for everybody. Um, but what do you, what do you guys think? I'm going to pop in and they, you can say yours. I just think kind of what you're saying. If, if I go into, um, I think I quoted it last week's podcast, you know, I'm connected to this person. If I were to divorce Kobe right now, I'm connected because we have children together. So my goal, no matter what, if I stay with Kobe or if our next step is divorce would be, I need to have a healthy communication with Kobe because I will be, I will be communicating him with him for the rest of my 
kids' lives, right? right. So um, I think that would not be failure. That would be a very successful, wow, look what we could do right. in a really hard place. Um, and the opposite would be we fight, we take each other to more court sessions and things like that. Right. What do you think, Bea? I, I agree with that. And also, I was just thinking about, you know, how you said, Brandon, that sometimes people give up on their marriages so quickly and they just walk out on each other. Sometimes they fight. Um, sometimes they, they fight for their marriage for years and years, which is also not healthy. And I think it's, um, at least in my life, was crucial to get to the point where I could say, I did everything in my power um, to make my marriage better. I was the best of myself and I did everything to save it. Um, and it just couldn't happen because of reasons of me, yeah. reasons of my ex. So get to the point where you feel the peace and say, we did everything. So we, we don't, because you don't want to look back 10 years from now and say, oh, if we did this or if we did that, we could have saved it. You know, try out the things, go to therapy, find support groups, go to individual therapy that you can say, I did everything. And I, because that's not failure. That's like you give your hundred percent, you give your best. And then if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, then you can say, I didn't fail. I did my best and it didn't work out. I always say get maximum return out of your divorce. Um, learn and grow as much as you possibly can. And I see both sides. I see people that quit really quickly and easily on their marriage. And then I see the other side where people stay in way too long. And, and, and you know, it's like, if I think we all can agree that marriage is hard. We're all, we're all married here. Yes. You know, Bea, <laughs> Bea is remarried and Ashlyn, you can agree that marriage can be hard, right? Yes. I'll tell you, I, I can, I can agree with that. Um, and you're dealing with finances and in-laws and sex and all this stuff. Um, marriage is work. And, but there, there's a difference. There's a difference between doing the hard work in marriage, which, has, which every relationship has to deal with, and sticking in a marriage. At, well, let me put it this way. Betraying myself so that I can stay in the marriage and keep the marriage together. And that, when, when I cross that line, that's when I feel like I'm destroying myself and I'm actually harming my children by, by not living in my truths at all, mm -hmm. just so that I can keep this thing together. Right. And so on one end, yeah, you can, you can not get maximum re return out of a divorce. On the other end, you can betray yourself and cause problems. Right. So it's really being in tune with yourself knowing who you are, trusting yourself, and having the courage to act in that truth regardless. And Bea, it really sounds like you went through that, 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 that you trusted yourself. You knew when it was time. Um, you hung in there for a while. You fought for a while, fought for the marriage. Um, but, then, but then you actually listened um, when it was time. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, 100%. In fact, it's interesting that you said, you mentioned, you know, that you can harm your children and harm yourself and ha even harm your spouse with staying in a marriage that it's yes. unhappy because your children feel it. Even if you don't fight, even if you don't come out publicly and, and showing your kids that your, your relationship is not strong. We never fought. We never had a loud discussion yet. My children knew that we were unhappy yes. and just 
like last week I talked to my 11 year old every once in a while I check in with him and just make sure that they are still okay they're still doing well I always ask them how they feel about the divorce even though it's almost been a year and he said you know I'm glad that you guys got divorced because you guys both were so unhappy and I did not like that. Yep. And now you're both happier and, and I'm happier. And that was so interesting and comforting to hear from an 11 year old, an even an 11 year old that he knew, he knew and all of the kids know. And, you know, as, as much as you want to save a marriage, if it's not happy, it's not happy for the children. As I well. would say divorce is better for, and, and hopefully a good divorce is better for your children than um, than a toxic marriage, than toxic relationship, no question. Like every time, um, and so absolutely. If you're staying in just for the children, then you're not doing your children any favors, because they absolutely can feel the energy in your home, and 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 see the example of what a relationship is. So. Oh yeah. Um, okay. I have a, a question for you um, because Brandon did mention you have remarried. And so I would love to hear how, you know, you've shifted out of that shame of, okay, I've, I'm a single mom um, and how you stepped into dating and, you know, how you were able to, okay, how do I maneuver or yeah, how do I maneuver this? Do we, do we go to therapy together? Do we, um, how do we function and be vulnerable and share the things because you wanted a, a new marriage, right? You wanted something different than you had. How did you make it happen? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a really unique story and I'm not gonna, you know, share the whole thing, but I actually, I actually did not want to get married again. Um, you know, my divorce happened. I was devastated from all the different reasons, shame and all that. And, and I put myself up for being a single mom. And I knew I could do it because I grew up with a single mom. Um, and then I, I knew myself I, and I knew that financially I'll be okay, which is, a, which is a big and huge thing in a divorce. But even emotionally, I'll be fine because I'm happy by myself. I'm happy with who I am. And I wasn't thinking about marrying anybody. I mean, are you kidding? My divorce just like <laughs> barely happened. Um, and, and I was just ready to be on my own with my kids. You know, of course I was worried, um, how things are going to go as a single mom and not having a dad in the home. But, um, I reconnected with an old friend who I actually dated 20 years ago and we reconnected, um, through Facebook. He was the only, um, single man in my life that I knew was divorced about five, six years ago. And I actually reached out to him and I, I asked him about what helped him as a single dad to get through the hardest time of his life. Um, you know, how his ex helped him and helped the kids and how their relationship is. And, you know, of course he was really sad for me. I gave him a bunch of friends of my numbers and I said, take those people out on a date. How come you're still not married? And gave him my cousin's number and one of my friends, even my ex-sister-in-law's number. I said, take her out. She's not married. Go take her out on a date. And I said, as long as we don't go out on a date and you don't call me out on a date, I'm fine because I have no reason to go on a date with anybody. And, um, you know, every once in a while he would check in with me through Facebook and just make sure that I'm doing okay. And 
we basically just reconnected. We really liked each other 20 years ago. We were both young. So our paths just kind of crossed and then, you know, we just went on our own way. But we really liked each other. And then um, we started dating after the divorce was finalized. And we connected in ways that I, I felt like I never connected with my ex. And he felt the same way. And um, we ended up getting married just a few short months after. And I know that that's not the case for everybody. Um, again, I never thought that that would even happen to me. And I thought about it. I said, this is not happening. This is, this is silly. This is something I never want to do. Um, but it happened. And I'm, I'm really glad it did. Yeah. I remember getting a text from you of like, here you go. Here's all the information you need to know. He's a great guy, all these things. So um, I love that. I never heard that you had tried to set him up with all these other people. I did. Oh, go ahead, Ashlyn. Sorry. I was just going to ask um, about blending this together. Um, I do remember you saying, okay, you had put your kids into therapy. Um, you had talked about therapy with um, your new husband. Tell me his name again. Matt. 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 Yeah. Okay. So what did that look like for you guys as far as dating and then, okay, we're going to commit and get married and it's scary. You just came out of divorce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode when we talked that I feel like recovery is for the rest of my life. It's divorce or any kind of trauma affects your life for the rest of your life because there are triggers, there are happenings that kind of puts you back into that mindset unless you work through it and you know the skills and the tools, how to work through those emotions and those feelings and those triggers. Um, so actually after my divorce ended, I stopped going to my individual therapy because I felt like that place for me was about talking about my divorce and talking about what to do and how to save my marriage. So I actually stopped doing that. And instead of that, I found um, a life coach, a divorce life coach that I worked with for about three or four months um, every week. And um, I just, I, I basically went through recovery on my own because I, I, you know, after even when we started dating, I still felt like broken. I still felt like it's hard to trust. It still felt like um, shame and guilt and that it was all my fault. And how can I trust anybody new? And then also came the thought of, oh, what are people going to think if I get remarried this quickly? You know, so all those things I had to work through. And then, yes, I put my kids into therapy as well for a good few months. They went every, every week and um, just to learn the skills, how to work through the trauma and the divorce and all that. Um, I just, Bea, you're a great example of um, some, just, just some consistency and self-awareness through the whole process. And I, I really like what you just said is, you, you, you looked at what was working for you in terms of moving forward and getting healthy and you realized something wasn't working and you made, you made a change and you found something that did work for you. And, and really it, it was about navigating things. And I, you know, I see people, I think we may have talked about this last time a little bit. I see people remarry the same partner again and again and mm -hmm. again. And 
when I talk about getting maximum return out of your divorce, what I mean is you're, you're going to attract somebody different and somebody new to your life um, who doesn't have that same energy, who isn't in, in that denial um, if you've done that work. And, and so it, I think it shows that, you know, and I don't know all the ins and outs of your marriage now or where it's at, or, and, nor do I need to know, but <laughs> it shows that you're happy, that you're moving forward. And, um, and, 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 you know, it's not success. I, I, I liked what you said. You said this, I didn't need him. I didn't want him. I was good with myself. I was okay. And Bea, that's why I think you guys actually fell in love. Um, you, you love each other. You're not using each other. And so you're connected in love. And that's why that relationship I believe has happened is because you already were unto yourself feeling good and feeling okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's what stood out to me too, Brennan was the fact that you weren't immediately seeking validation that you're enough, that you are okay. Like you already knew. And yes, you had to work through the shame of the, this relationship ended, but it shows the work that you put in to yourself to love and reclaim who you are and to say, okay, here I am going forward. And I love myself enough that you can love someone else too. Um, can I ask one last question from me at least? Um, what skills from your recovery process with your ex-husband and after did you take into your new marriage? Like, hey, these are the things we're going to do differently than maybe the first time. Um, when we got married, we decided we're going to do therapy together. Um, and we had done it until COVID hit, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything stopped after COVID hit. Um, but that helped us. And I still feel like we still, you know, we still would like to go back just to learn how to communicate better, how to blend the family, how to help our own children, how to help each other's children. Um, and I think one thing that I really missed from my previous marriage, um, and this is not like a negative thing to say, I think some people sometimes forget how much you can grow in a relationship, how much you can um, encourage each other and really just to grow mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally even. And, and that was our goal to, to do it, you know, listen to podcasts together, talk about it or, or go to therapy together and, and grow together as a couple and make that bond and know how to, how to solve problems. Um, that was probably one, one of the biggest thing. And the other thing was that, um, when I feel any kind of emotions, um, if I'm sad, if I'm upset, if I'm hurt or, or feel back in the past and it's still bothering me, I, I know what to do. I, I do talk about it. I tell my husband, you know, I, I should, this, is what, this is what I feel right now and I need the time to process that. Um, I need the time to, to cry or be by myself or, or whatever. And when, when those feelings come, I, I let those out. I don't push them down um, because those things help me. You know, when I process my feelings, um, things just happen so much smoother because, because I know how to feel those feelings. Okay. I love all that. And um, as I'm hearing you, I think, okay, like maybe my path is different than yours, but I see so many similarities where we destroyed our old marriage, right? We left that, what we had, and we created something new. And we're using the same skills that you are. And it's like, we just have different paths, but it's the same. 
right? We're still doing the same work. And I love that. And you're such a good example of um, just, I'm not going to have the same pattern, right? We're going to do something different. Um, You're not afraid to ask for help. You're not afraid to shift. You know, when you know more, you start to do something, do it different. We know better. We do better. Um, So I I just, I just got to drive that home because that is powerful here. Here's Ashlyn saying, um, we have different paths, but we're the same. So our audience has, they know your story, Ashlyn. They, they've seen the ups and downs with you and Kobe and, and, um, but, but it's, think about it. Uh, Bea, you've been divorced. You've been remarried. Ashlyn, you've stayed married to Kobe. Recovery is the same. Um, the path might be different. The outcome might be different, but ultimately what is recovery? And I believe recovery is, is having peace within your heart. Um, it's living a transparent, honest, vulnerable life where you can love and be loved. And, and you know, you might end up divorced through that process. You might end up staying together through that process. But hopefully, that is your goal, that, that, that you can stay true to yourself and, and feel connection all around you. So, um, Bea, I, oh, I got to say one last thing, by the way. <laughs> I got, I got to get this out. If, if you are that person who is dating somebody right now or somebody with kids and you have kids, um, I would recommend you just set up the therapy now. Um, and you know, you might be in that like honeymoon phase where everything's hunky dory, wonderful set up therapy now and just, uh, just (laughs) help navigate and work through things. So Bea, would you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, obviously you did that. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't wait until a problem comes and need to be solved, but, but learn together and know how to, how to even communicate or how to fight, how to have a healthy fight or how to have a healthy communication about the hard topic that you don't agree on. Do it now. With, with, blend, with blended families, I see it happen all too late. The foundation mm-hmm. of the relationship is starting to be destroyed and get get on top of it and as you get on top of it then the 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 little things won't turn into big things and marriage can be awesome blended families yeah because you know you you remarry and you have this new family this new husband and the new kids and then they get get along first and everybody's so happy everybody's happy you are in this pink cloud and then all of a sudden you just wake up and you're like oh wait what Reality. Now they don't love each other or now they are fighting, you know, so there are problems. Yes. So Bea, you are awesome. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and your wisdom. I I just really appreciate that that you've come on twice now to be a guest with us. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, thanks for being here and, um, give Bea some love, go, go, uh, leave her some comments on her Facebook or something, um, that we have this on so she can know that, cause this is scary to come and say, Hey, here I am. Um, and she's doing it. So, um, I'm proud of the progress you've made because you've just shown me and inspired me how we can continue to just keep growing. And so thank you. Thank you for being here. And thanks for listening, everyone. Awesome. See you guys. Thanks. Bye.